You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. You know, most podcasts fail because it's a lack of marketing. It's a lack of marketing. And if you don't market right, you can't be profitable. You need listeners to make money, whether it's sponsorships or you want to sell products, you want to sell your service, no matter what it is, you need listeners at some level, right? So, and if you do get sponsors and you don't have a ton of listeners, they'll eventually run out. That's the truth. So what I want to talk about today is a way that you as a SaaS founder can use a podcast to market your startup every single day. And this is the thing. I know it sounds crazy, but this system will allow you to market in a way that using a podcast means you'll get more listeners and you'll nurture them so they're ready to buy. Because again, I know ultimately you want them to become a user, whether they're signing up monthly or they pay for that yearly subscription. That's what you want, right? So let's break down this marketing strategy. All right. So first we got to talk about the daily marketing where most podcasters go wrong is they only use social media to market their show every day. And I don't think that that's bad. I think if you find two platforms that you know your users are on, you want to go and market to them right? You want to find different strategies to market to them. If it's on Instagram, it could be with a reel and then a carousel post. If it's on LinkedIn, it could be a long written post, maybe an article or a carousel post there, maybe even a short video. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you're going to market daily on social, you need to have two platforms you market on. One that gets about 70% of your time and another that gets 30. Always want to have a backup and only stick to those two. Like you don't need to be everywhere. Like, I'm be honest with you. I'm not marketing this podcast, Founder Success Methods, on Facebook unless it's in a certain Facebook group. I'm not talking about it on Instagram. Why? Because I know most founders are on LinkedIn and Twitter. So why would I waste time with the other two platforms that I have relevance on, I have connections on? And I know some founders are on there, but is that the go-to app for founders? No, it's not. So instead of trying to be everywhere, being the top two places where you know your people are, that's going to save you a ton of time, man. Oh, my God. Save you so much time and money and energy. Like, I don't want to waste energy trying to keep up because it becomes too much. Where when I know if I focus on Twitter and LinkedIn, I'm going to get the conversions that I want. The next thing is keying in on what kind of content works on the platform that you're on. You notice I mentioned the carousels on Instagram and LinkedIn because those Content styles work really well on that platform, right? If I post a carousel on Twitter, it's not going to work. Twitter doesn't even accept carousels. It wouldn't even, it would be four pictures. Like, like it will, will look stupid, right? So you got to know what content will thrive where. When you're doing videos, especially if you're going to use TikTok, if you want to use TikTok, you need to be able to take the vertical video, square video, make it vertical or your horizontal video, make it vertical, right? It's going to be black parts missing and stuff. You got to be able to edit that. So again, I know because LinkedIn and Twitter are my main platforms. I'm good with my horizontal video. Now I could make it vertical and go to TikTok as well, but is that going to benefit me in the long run? Really? 
Probably not. And I'll tell you this, the people that are telling you you should market everywhere, they aren't doing that themselves. Like I can guarantee it. And the people that are telling you start market on TikTok every day, you don't want to miss this. They're not doing it. They're not. I, I'm telling you, I literally will research this. When I see people that tell me, oh, go and market over here and market over there. I'm like, okay, let me check out your account. You go look and they don't post content. Like they post once a week or something. And that's not marketing on a platform. I'm talking about posting on your top two platforms every day. That's going to get you more relevance and build a stronger brand presence than if you don't have a team of people working for you, you're not going to post on five or six social apps every single day. It's not going to happen. That's just not reality. Except when you post daily like this, it's meant to build engagement, to start conversations, right? You want to ask a question or something. You want your audience to ask you questions. You want to have a dialogue about your content or about the subject or whatever. You want to build engagement when you post this kind of content. That's what daily social media content is for is to start a conversation if you're not starting a conversation you are wasting time that is the most important thing you need to be doing every day daily you should be focused on getting one new listener on your show that's it just one i know it sounds crazy but again this is going to help you in the long run just one new listener every day and i'm telling you it'll take off now the weekly strategies where things can get a little different because you're still using social you still can be Right. Like one weekly strategy I think everybody can do because it's easy email marketing. I don't care if you have 10 subscribers on your email list, send the email, let them know the podcast episode is out. Simple. Right. One email a week. That's it. I would even say doing two is good. But if you just do one, that's fine. One email is great because it raises that awareness and you're not annoying the people. You're not wearing them out because a lot of those people, even if they don't click the link, in email to go and listen to the episode, they might see a pop up later because they subscribe to the show and then they listen then because you reminded them, right? That's how email works. They don't always click the links, but sometimes the email is raising awareness for whatever you're doing. Uh, now, another strategy you could do weekly, and this one is it's good, but depending on the platform, you want to go live. Going live is super helpful. Um, I think. I love the way LinkedIn did their live strategy where not everybody had access to it immediately. You got to set it up like an event. I think the event strategy on LinkedIn is great because you can make it something that people look forward to. You know, the first three or four times, it might be pretty empty. One or two weeks, it's going to be tough to get people in there. But after you do it consistently for a month and they can look forward to it, you're going to have a ton of people that are just waiting for you to go live, that are waiting for you to show up, especially if you cover like trending topics. You know, if you go live, and you make it about the subject and not you or your show, that's going to take off. Because imagine if I went live and I just talked about current business trends, right? Like different things that are happening in the stock market or whatever. That's why most of those shows do really well. Because if you're just consistent with that and you have good opinions and you have a dialogue with your audience, they're going to love it. When most people go live, it's selfish. It's like, I want to talk about me and my show and what I'm doing which in a way is beneficial to the audience because you're educating them about what you got going on. But the problem with that is, is you're not giving anything to them. They have to like you first. They have to know about you first. They have to care about you first. They don't care about you. They don't want to hear your opinion about nothing. So talking about the trending topics is a way you get there to where, you know, they want to know more, right? So you got to cover the trending topics and cover the news, even if it's just stuff in your industry like me and I go live. I literally do reaction videos to podcasts. I watch podcasts and I react to them and put them on my YouTube channel. 
and people love it because I'm reacting as a podcaster. It's, it's super simple. This is how you build the engagement and this is nurturing because if somebody wants to work with you, we all know that it's not just about pricing. It's not just if they like you. It's a combination of those things, right? It's a combination of how good is your tool compared to everybody else's, right? All of that stuff. So when you're going live, literally once or twice per week, they get to see more of you and who you are. And if they know you and like you, even if they're not ready to buy, when they are ready to buy, you'll be the first one top of mind because you're always there doing your live show because you talked about the trending topic and they agree with you last week or because you said that thing that they disagree with. You're still top of mind, even if they don't like you. That's why going live is so valuable, man. But again, you got to do it the right way. And I would even say, if you want to focus on Twitter, you can do Twitter spaces. Every platform has it now everywhere. There's no excuse not to do it. I'm just saying it needs to be a part of your strategy every week because it is one of the best ways to promote your show. One of the best ways. And again, don't even center it around your show. But because you may name the live after your show or um, you may mention it throughout, more and more people are going to go and listen to your podcast. I can't guarantee it. It works very, very well. So now this last one is monthly events. This is like big stuff you do once a month. It's a big deal. And I think this is one of my favorites because this is where you build like those long tenure customers, like those super fans, the loyal to the soil people. This is where they come from. You know, when you do the big, big events at like the end of the month or whatever, you know, or even at the beginning of the month, when you do these kind of events, it works super, super well because you're getting people that already support the show and you tell them, hey, look, I'm doing this thing on this day. Show up at this time. Now, there are a couple ways you could do this. I think the best is local, local meetups where you bring people out and y'all meet up and y'all just chop it up. Y'all talk about whatever. Like, again, this isn't centered around your podcast, but you're nurturing people around you and your brand. So when conversation starts, oh, yeah, check out the show. And then they go and subscribe right there. You got one listener for the day. And also what I noticed doing local meetups is the first time isn't the hardest right? Like the first time is like, you're figuring it out and you're super excited. The hard time is like the third one. The third meetup is the hardest because by the third one, you think in your mind, like, damn, I'm gonna have more people here. It's going to get more crowded. More people going to show up. We, we growing. And then you might have the same people even less than you had the first or second time. Then you got to really, really keep a positive mindset of like, you know what? I'm gonna keep going no matter what. And that right there, that right there is a deciding factor if you'll be successful in it or not. Because, again, the first and second time you're like, yeah, I'll have five or six people. It's going to be whatever. But that third time you're expecting like 10 and then three people show up. Then you got to decide, man, do I want to keep doing this or do I want to stop? If you keep going, when you get to like the sixth or seventh one, you'll forget all about that. Like it's going to be 20 people in there. It's going to be amazing. But the point is, you got to keep going. So if you choose a local strategy, you got to keep going and don't overcomplicate this. You can go to the local library and rent out the room and literally just it's free. You just tell them, hey, I want to use the room in this date at this time. Boom, boom, boom. Go to meetup.com, set up a meeting for the local area. More people are going to sign up. I would say for every five people that sign up, expect like two to come. That's just how it works. You know, until people know it's super valuable, it's going to take time to build. Accept it. Now, the other way you can go is, oh, another thing you can do. I, want, I don't want to forget this. You can use restaurants, like literally renting out a certain area of a restaurant and just have like a little dinner. 
and I love this one specifically because people love food. So if you're renting out the spot, you tell them, hey, we're going to spend, you know, $300. I'm going to pay $300 so everybody that comes with me can have their pick of things on the menu and you give people food. Like, yes, this costs money. Yes, you're investing in it. But I'm telling you the results are life changing. So that's another way you could do it. Now, the other strategy is going virtual where you have like a monthly uh, workshop. Workshops are good because it's educational. Now, this one is centered around your show a lot. It's like focused on the brand and how you can help them and maybe a specific question you're answering. Um, it could be almost like a hybrid coaching session where you talk about it for 10 minutes and then you let people ask questions for the rest of the hour, something like that make it free and people can just pull up and ask questions and engage with you. That's one approach. Now, I don't think that approach is for everybody. I only think that's for the people who are educated and have some experience with webinars, right? Cause that, that takes a little bit of structure. And this is one tool I want to give a shout out to podcast parties. Podcast parties is amazing. I'm planning a podcast party right now where I'm literally going to use podcast parties to do this exact thing I'm telling you about bringing people in so we could just have a discussion about whatever we want to talk about and just meeting with your audience and building that relationship with them is something you don't feel the benefit of day one but in like man for the next years you'll remember it i had a meetup myself in like 2018 and this was my first live event and the people that i met there i'm still cool with them now we still chop it up all the time. Those people still listen to my podcast. They bought multiple books. They support the brand completely. So I think that the local meetup is a great way to go. But if you can't, definitely do it virtually. So those are just a few different methods you can use to market your podcast. Now, you notice I didn't tell you anything crazy or absurd. None of this is exhausting. It's not difficult. It doesn't cost you a ton of money. But what I can guarantee you is I can guarantee you that when you set up a system for marketing your show it's not going to just market the show you're not marketing the podcast you're marketing your brand the podcast is just part of it that's just think of it as a vehicle right it's just a vehicle to get more people to know about you and your company and right now let me ask you this right now how are people figuring you out like learning about you and your company do you have a successful youtube channel do you have a blog that has thousands of visitors every week if not, you need to start a podcast because the podcast is going to be easier to grow than that blog or YouTube channel. That's the truth. So if you got any other questions, you want me to help you out with this process, hit me up on Twitter at Chris Podcasting. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.